0: Figuring out what videos to make can be overwhelming. You know you want to impact the lives of others, but what videos should you make when you're just starting on YouTube? Well, we're going to be talking about that and more in today's episode. My name is Heather Torres, and I am your host of the Think Marketing Podcast. And if you're new here, welcome. We deliver you a brand new podcast every single Tuesday. And I wanna encourage you to subscribe wherever you're consuming this content from. And I wanna say thank you to all of those who have been sharing the podcast with your friends. We've seen some amazing growth here on the podcast because of you sharing this content. So if you've listened to the past episodes or if after this one you got some value, I just wanna encourage you to share it with a friend who needs it. You could do that by taking a screenshot and sharing it on Instagram and tagging us there. Well, we are in the middle of a four part series. This is actually episode number two of that series. And if you didn't listen to episode one, you're gonna wanna make sure you go back and listen to that. We're talking all about the four pillars to creating a high impact and a high profit YouTube channel. We want you to start YouTube right so make sure you go back and listen to episode one of this series which is claiming and mastering your topic. We walked through seven questions that you should answer when you get started on YouTube. And we shared a little bit about our experience and how we stumbled upon and got to this point here. So I hope that episode encourages you. And today we're going to be diving into discovering your audience's problems and ambitions. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about because it really helps you to go deeper in understanding and listening to your audience. Now, the topic of this this video is what video ideas should you create, and we're going to tell you exactly what videos you should be making for your niche. Well, buckle up and get ready, and we'll dive into today's conversation with myself and Sean Cannell. So we've talked about claiming and mastering your topic. This is actually one of my favorite topics that we're talking about today, which is understanding the audience's problems and ambitions. And when you're getting started on YouTube, when you want to uh, really impact people, understanding their problems and ambitions, I think is key. And we're gonna walk through a couple questions I have for you today. But number one, I love that you said this, Sean, the creator who understands the viewer best wins.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, huge and it seems simple, but it actually is quite profound um, to the degree that we understand the viewers. What keeps the viewer up at night? What is the viewer going to what's going to keep their attention watching a YouTube video? What problem do they want to solve? What mindset are they in when they're going to YouTube? What questions are they typing in the YouTube search bar? And also not just what problems do they want to solve, but what ambitions do they want to achieve? Sometimes I may want to fix a problem with my car, but my ambition is to have a nice car so that I could attract a partner or so that I could flex in my car club. Like what are my ambitions? What do I aspire? to be. And to the degree that you understand the viewer, you will beat your competition for the person who understands the viewer less. It kind of makes me think about when you have a friend that's like, man, we just get each other. Like, man, she gets me. He gets me. And then when you also think about uh, maybe somebody else, you know, an acquaintance that there's like, it's just awkward. It's like crickets when you're trying to connect with them or you communicate and they respond and you're like you weren't even just listening or you clearly don't even see where I'm coming from. Sometimes that happens in like relationships and like dating. If someone's ever speed dated or gone on in like maybe a bad date, the lady, she's sitting across from the guy and he's like um, just talking on and on about his accounting job, you know, about like algorithms and different things. And she's like being nice. She's smiling. But she's like, is he gonna ask about me? Is he gonna try to understand my problems? Is he gonna under, try to understand my ambitions? He feels out of touch. He doesn't get me. I don't think I can stay with him or her because she doesn't get me. Think about this in business. Think about this in YouTube. You're like, man, the creator's out of touch. The restaurant owner is out of touch. Like, do they even care? They don't, do they even understand that, like, what I'm passionate about or the experience I'd wanna have? And then conversely, man, if that's dialed in and you're like, man, they just get me. I feel at home in this coffee shop. Man, I feel like this YouTube creator, they also, they relate with me, they empathize with me, but they also help me. They know where I'm coming from. And that is a huge key to really succeeding on YouTube.
0: Yeah, what I think's really key about that too is when you are the person that understands the viewer best production value actually doesn't matter it's the content value that really matters and when you can have someone i know you said in the last episode that you help really with youtube but you help kind of the the normal everyday guy with youtube and that is so key because his problems are totally different than say a filmmaker's problems or someone who is wanting to do video for uh, other productions it's so key on understanding his problems and ambitions. And I I love that you brought that up. And again, the production value isn't as important as the content value when your viewer says, you get me. You understand where I'm coming from. You understand why I wanna do this. And I think you do that so well when you're talking about wanting to create an impact in people's lives or the idea that uh, they want to do YouTube to create a sustainable business. We're not here to be flashy YouTubers. We're all about business and really creating a legacy for your family. So I love that you said that in the last episode. If you didn't watch that, make sure to go back and listen to the episode one. Now, number two though, there's a huge mistake that people make when they're making content. And since this is all about understanding your audience's problems and ambitions, one of the big mistakes is making actually what we call selfish content. How, uh, what, what would you say about selfish content versus making content that is for them?
1: Yeah, I think that um, this is kind of an interesting point because a lot of people are losing on YouTube because they're making selfish content. That sounds extreme. It sounds like maybe accusatory. And I actually don't think people are doing it knowingly. I think that The name of YouTube is YouTube, and they think, man, this channel is about me, it's about my thoughts. I kinda wanna just get on and commentate on current events. And we maybe even see somebody do that, or we see a famous influencer that just shares his thoughts or her thoughts. But the reality is that if you are thinking about yourself first, or just sharing your thoughts, and not thinking about the viewer first, then you're probably going to lose, and you're probably not going to break through the noise. And a lot of times, it, this can it'll be illustrated like this: a, a video starts, and someone's in the video, and they're like, "You know, hey guys, welcome back to my channel. You know, I've been gone for a while, and um, this is kind of my life update lately. And my dog got sick, and uh, you know, Fido has had that. You know, he's been thrown up on the carpet, so I've had to clean the carpet. But anyways, I know that uh, I haven't been posting videos lately. Here's the thing. No one knows you haven't been posting videos lately. Do you even think your subscribers are that engaged? Maybe they are, but they probably aren't. And they go on. And it takes three minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes where you tell your life story before you get into the value of the content. What I'm not saying is that it's not about you at all. I'm just asking, do you think about the audience First, Do you think about the viewer experience? Do you think about their time is valuable? I want to get right to the point for them. I want to solve their problem quickly and clearly. I don't want to feel like I'm out of touch. You're watching them. You're like, does this person realize that in today's busy world, I can't listen to them ramble on for hours and hours? So it's really kind of just like a self-awareness as well as a sensitivity back again To the viewer, and really being focused on solving the audience's problems and ambitions. And I heard, you know, John Maxwell put it this way that if you will help uh, as many people as possible get what they want in life, you will get what you want in life. So, ironically, to reach your, if you will, selfish goals, and I don't mean that in a negative way, just your desires, you're going to reach your desires just by focusing first on helping your audience reach their desires.
0: Yeah, it reminds me of, um, I rebuilt an RV this summer and it was a huge project. I actually didn't own any tools. I bought an RV, I wanted to renovate it, and I went to YouTube. I was like, I can learn how to do this on YouTube. And it was so impactful to me because I was watching content that was helping me do what I wanted to do. They were showing me step-by-step, they were showing me the tools and the things that they wanted. And what they were ultimately doing, we learned this in business in marketing is they were building no like, and trust with me. So now anytime this creator posts a video, I will watch it. I will watch every single minute of this creator. Why? I've built the no like, and trust because they helped me solve a problem. I had no clue how to renovate an RV and they helped me do it step by step. I bought everything they said to buy because I trusted them with the content they were giving me. Now, they shot this content on their iPhone. This wasn't massively, you know, set up content. This was shot on their iPhone while they're traveling. So I think it's so important that when you make unselfish content, when you're actually helping your viewer, when you know what their problems and ambitions are, you're able to make content that will last forever. You're able to make content that will help your viewers um, solve the problem. And then you become the person that they always want to go to. You carve yourself out in a market where of course there's other people renovating RVs. It's a huge trend right now but I'm focused on that one creator because they helped me the most. Now, number three is um, we want to solve problems and ambitions. And what I love about the internet is that all answers are solved on the internet, Sean. Did you know that? So we actually have three different places that we recommend going to figure out what problems and ambitions are. If you're kind of stepping into the niche online and you kind of have an idea, we've got some resources and places you can go to actually find what people are typing into the search bar so number one would be um actually doing keyword research touch a little bit on what keyword research is and how they can do it
1: yeah and uh, keyword research is one of our favorite things here at think marketing and uh, we won't go too far deep into it Um, we have our free class at thinkmasterclass.com that explains in depth what keyword research is but basically keywords are the search terms and interestingly enough it's not just what you're typing in Google or YouTube, but it's even what you're saying. You know, my wife Sony and I um, have been watching a lot of television during the pandemic, and so we got an Apple TV. I've got the little um, you know microphone on it, and I hold that down and I talk to Siri, and I'm like, Siri, play Raised by Wolves on HBO Max. You know, and we watch YouTube stuff. So I'll say like, Siri, play Phil DeFranco on HBO, uh, You know, on YouTube. And I will also start looking in, Siri, show me a review of the Saucony Endorphin Speed Shoes, because I'm into running and all these different things. So it's what are people searching for? A keyword is Saucony Endorphin uh, Speed Shoes. Phil DeFranco is a keyword. Um, How to get views on YouTube. It's a keyword. A keyword might be like the word diet, but a keyword phrase is usually what we're talking about. Best diets for women over 40. And so you want to do keyword research. And again, there's some tactics, there's some tools, there's some things. I think Think Masterclass would be the best place for people to go. That's thinkmasterclass.com. And we go more in depth of how to do keyword research and connect that to optimizing your YouTube videos for views.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I know we do have a lot of entrepreneurs who already have established businesses. Now, if they're stepping into the online space, they're starting their YouTube channel, a great way to actually come up with what are the problems in a that people are keyword searching is to survey their target market this is critical if you want to actually get the exact words that they're talking about so talk a little bit about surveying um, and and some questions you might ask
1: yeah so um, one creator and author Business owner that I respect, Michael Hyatt, does an annual um, audience survey, and I'm excited at Think Media. Soon, we're going to be doing our annual audience survey. Where um, this is, I recommend any listener. If, usually, if you have an email list or social media following, because you could put a link to it anywhere you want. You could use something like Survey Monkey or even just like a free Google Docs type of a survey. The key is getting feedback, getting the language, getting the emotions, and actually listening to the people who are watching your content. You know, uh, another leader I respect named Andy Andy Stanley says, do for one what you wish you could do for all. So maybe before you get the million views, what if you serve the 10 people on your email list really well and really help them reach their goals? Could it spark word of mouth? Could it spark some virality? Could it spark that by you helping 10 people or 100 people reach their problems and ambitions, that that's eventually how you're gonna reach the millions that you aspire to reach. But how does that happen? From really understanding your target market and one of the best ways to do that is to ask and so i think when we send that out i mean be looking for that we'll send it on the email list and uh and and make sure you're signed up at think media and whatnot and you'll just see questions we're just interested in a little bit about like who are you like if we think we're talking typically we notice like the core audience is like 10 years younger and 10 years older than 35 so Mm -hmm. like 25 to 45 that then spans all the way down to 13 on YouTube up to 65 and people in their legacy years. But that kind of that core audience is sort of around our ages, you know, interestingly enough. But you get feedback because you might have some misconceptions. Wow, I didn't realize there's a certain demo, certain gender. Could be certain getting feedback about people's economic, uh, um, you know, things. But it also could be feedback like um, what other brands do they watch? Who else do you watch? Uh, Where else do you get your information? Those can be very powerful questions. But more than anything, um, even if you didn't want to ask those type of questions it's simply saying what's your biggest problem right now mm-hmm. what are you challenged what's your biggest challenge right now with your niche um, what you know what are you searching for what and so those types of questions but I think the secret is make sure you're on our email lists, right? And when you sign up at like thinkmasterclass.com, you end up like that's, you enter with your name and email and not only can you watch our free hour-long YouTube training, but then you're on our email list. So you'll see the survey go out and whatnot and swipe it. We, we, we do what's called swipe copy. You know, we'll gather and we've been refining this for years. So you can potentially pull some of those questions um, off. And the one other tip is like, without going that deep, take one question and post it on Twitter. Take one question and post it on LinkedIn. How, what is your biggest challenge right now with year-end taxes? See what people post. That could be your video ideas. It could be a nuance of you didn't even really think that was the question people were asking or where they were stuck or the way they would word it. And so bottom line is commit to consistently getting feedback from your current audience.
0: Yeah, and the last way to be able to figure out what problems and ambitions, this was where I started when I was starting in my homeschool space, was I just started to read comments. I didn't personally have a YouTube channel yet, so I was inside of groups, I was reading other people's comments, I was just out into where is the target audience living online and how can I read what they're typing in? I know this is something that you do religiously here at Think Media is reading the comments of our people
1: yeah and there's something cool in the back end of YouTube that actually you can select in your YouTube studio um, comments with a question or you can do a search and actually type in the word question because a lot of people will say I have a question would you recommend this camera or that camera and so it could be your comments but the objection might be well Sean I don't have any comments yet though like I'm just getting started which that's okay like you said read other people's comments. Go to study the other channels in your niche look at the other uh, content creators that are posting in your niche or business owners and what's happening in their comments. The powerful thing is that as these things grow, it could be harder and harder to stay caught up with this and that can give you an edge. When your organization grows larger, you actually end up going a little bit slower to keep everybody on board. When you're nimble maybe a solopreneur, you're like a speedboat. When you're a larger organization, you're like an ocean liner. So you might be able to react and find an insight in, if you will, a competitor or a similar channel and be like man they that person missed this this that and that this in the video and it's inspired this other thing and you might have a spin-off video idea inspired by somebody else's comments that could change everything for you and really put you on the map and here's what you know if they're watching for example personal finance information they might be subscribed to Dave Ramsey Robert Kiyosaki and Graham Stephan, they wanna learn personal finance. I personally watch all those guys. I watch uh, other guys as well. I watch random people that I find if they've got a good title and thumbnail and I give them a shot. And so you know you're tapping into an audience even though you might not have built that audience yet that you're gonna just start serving that target market while you're building your community.
0: So good. This is why this is one of my favorite topics. I feel like it goes deeper and deeper and deeper because I think that uh, your audience will always have problems. You might feel like, well, I solved this problem and then there's another one that pops up because they're all along the same journey you are. So why is this so important though? Why is it important to understand your audience's problems and ambitions?
1: Yeah, I think a couple things. Number one, you're gonna learn their language, you know, and uh, we we talk about this all the time at Think Media, Um, again, is it depth of field or is it, how do I get the blurry background? Well, the average person's gonna say blurry background. Before we hit record on this episode, we were talking about how many people really live stream besides use Zoom to do teleconferencing. Like we really like, what are, what are the words people are gonna say when it comes to the thing that they're talking about? How are they seeing it? And, and here's the key, they're probably saying it different than you. Once you've learned insider language, once you've learned the insider terms, you're actually distancing yourself from the people you're trying to help and reach. I learned this from Ann Lee Stanley in a book called Deep and Wide when it came to church. And I talked to a lot of times a church, that kind of spiritual faith organization, uses so many ancient biblical terms that the, the day-to-day person's like, okay, you just lost me with that term. So it's how do I contextualize my language? One of the best ways to do that is to actually listen to, to your audience, I think that's the second tip: is listening is key. You know, in marriage, we both—you've been married to Isaiah uh, for a long time, fifteen years. Fifteen years, yeah. Sonya and I just celebrated fifteen years. It's just crazy. What do we learn in marriage? Man, communication is key. Mm-hmm. If you're not listening to the other person, things are not gonna be getting better. And if you are listening, and what do I hear from my wife, Sonia? Honey, I don't think you're listening, or I'm watching TV. Honey, are you listening to me right now? Or I'm listening to a podcast. Honey, are you listening? I have noise-canceling headphones on. She is not happy now. I've been shouting at you from downstairs. Are you listening? I think viewers on YouTube are maybe shouting at us. Hey, are you listening? Will someone just help? And you'd be surprised. You might feel like there's all kinds of competition. They might not really be listening and they might not really be connecting. And there's a lot of people around the world that are shouting at the top of their lungs, will someone listen to me? Will someone help me? And so I think that's the power of listening, listening to comments, listening to the market, listening to real people, getting in real conversations. This stuff we're talking about, Heather, will supercharge your YouTube content. Think Marketing Podcast if you apply it.
0: Yeah, and for me, I think you use the example of the blurry background. And uh, I think when, when you are the person giving the answers to the exact problem that someone has, I I feel like uh, it makes a greater impact, right? It is the listening, like you said, but it's the idea that when you can help someone, I don't know how you feel, but I love, I mean, I know you feel the same, we just love helping people. And so when we can answer the specific question, we're gonna get into that number four, when you can actually answer the specific question, you make a greater impact because it's, they're not typing in depth of field, they're typing in blurry background and they think it's the camera and you're saying, it's not even the camera. It's the lens they didn't even know. And so you bring light to that situation. Now, number four is we wanna discover the audience's problems and ambitions. What do we do with that? Well, we're gonna answer specific questions. This is a formula that you have uh, used here, I think, uh, to really advance the entire channel. So talk a little bit about what is ASQ.
1: Yeah, ASQ, answer specific questions. This is the foundational strategy that we do at Think Media, and that I've done, and I, I want people to be encouraged, too, because they, maybe you just joined. In fact, let us know uh, if you leave a review on iTunes or uh, leave a comment on the Think Marketing YouTube channel if you're watching this on YouTube. You know, how long have you been a part of the community? Did you just discover us? Where did you discover us? How did you discover the podcast? Um, you know, we're a team of 12 full-time people now in multiple different channels doing multiple different things, but don't get it confused. I'm a small-town kid, college dropout, didn't know how to build a business, didn't know how to build a team, didn't know how to start a YouTube channel, didn't know how to make money online, and figured these things out step by step, brick by brick, and just started shooting videos in my bedroom really about 10 years ago. Um, And what I did though was from my research and from investing in myself and from buying courses and reading books, I did learn that the internet has what's called search engine optimization because people ask the internet questions. Google told us that 65% of people, Google owns YouTube, go to YouTube looking for answers to questions. So, what should we do to start answering? Once we discover our audience's problems and ambitions, we want to start answering our audience's problems and ambitions. And how are we going to get discovered on YouTube? When we actually answer those problems in the form of a question. And so, over the years, what is the best camera for YouTube? Question mark. It's a question. And I would do my best to answer it and help grow my brand. When I was just a solo creator, started making money with affiliate marketing. On my other channel, Sean Cannell, was on, I was experimenting. Best gift ideas for him. Cool Christmas gift ideas. That's a question. People are looking for cool Christmas gift ideas. Nowadays, I'm asking questions of the internet. Should I get the Hyper, ice, hyper Vice massage gun or should I get the TheraGun? Which one's better? It's a specific question. That's the versus strategy that you'll talk about a lot. And so it's ASQ. It's answering specific questions. And what's crazy is I was doing this 10 years ago. I was doing it eight years ago. I was, you know, we've been doing it as a team for the last five years. Now we've got Nolan and Tony and Kyle and Omar. They're answering specific questions. We just continue to do it. And of course our strategy has to evolve. That's why we keep like our masterclass updated with uh, the latest changes because thumbnails, titles, nuances of breaking through the noise really matter, but the foundational principles, and it's the same. The tactics change, but like the core strategy, ASQ, answer specific questions.
0: And I think what's so great about that strategy and it was what gave me the confidence to start my YouTube channel uh, back f- what, five years ago now, four years ago, um, where you kept saying, Heather, you got to start this channel. We were on a walk with our friend Benji and you're like, what would you talk about if I asked you these questions about homeschool? Because I didn't know what channel I wanted to start. When I started answering specific questions, I did a video, homeschool versus public school. It's now viral in the homeschool community. Why? I just answered the question of what that was. and. What that gave me the confidence to do was to just get base hits. Not every video that we make is going to go viral, but what can happen over time as you continue to make question, or as you continue to answer questions through your videos, you'll start to see that base hits will turn into home runs. And we even here at Think Media, we will create videos knowing they're going to be home runs, but they just start as base hits. It's answering the questions. And it reminds me of Nicole from Kids OT help. You know, she grabbed her iPhone and created a video about tummy time for newborns. She didn't know that that was gonna be the uh, answer to someone's question that now has 2.4 million views on it. She had no idea. But because she was committed to this process, committed to being able to answer specific questions and know that her audiences had the problem of tummy time for newborns, she now has been able to create an entire business off of the videos that she's created on YouTube. So uh, thank you for that conversation, Sean. I'm excited because in the next episode, we are, now that we answer specific questions, we're gonna learn how do you actually do this YouTube thing, right? I mean, I know that you're a, a busy entrepreneur, I'm a busy entrepreneur, but like how do you do it in a few hours per week? And I'm excited because that's one of the questions that we get here at Think. So that conversation is coming up in the next episode. Well, that was the second pillar of building your high impact and high profit YouTube channel. Your action is to go and do those things that Sean said. Post that tweet and ask, what problem are you having with X? Or get a survey ready so that you can start surveying your audience. I would also say go and read those comments because that's going to help you learn how to answer those specific questions questions. This was such an episode filled with so many pieces that you can take action on. So I'd love to know in the comments of wherever you're watching, let me know what action are you going to take next. And I wanna let you know about this episode and this entire series being brought to you by our YouTube Starter Kit. Maybe getting this Starter Kit is your next step. Now, our YouTube Starter Kit is here to help you when you're getting started on YouTube and you're feeling really overwhelmed with all the pieces like titles and thumbnails and you know what topics should you be covering. We've put together some of our best and most impactful resources here at Think to help you with your YouTube channel. Included in this Starter Kit is our 51 video ideas to jumpstart your channel. We'll help give you the ideas right away so you can get started. Our 15 best YouTube title formulas for getting views. We give you a basically play-by-play of the titles you should be using for your videos. And then we have our 51 money-making video ideas. These are just a couple of the things included inside of this YouTube starter kit. You can take action right now, get over 70% off to this valuable kit when you go to tubestarterkit.com. That's tube starterkit. Dot com. Go there and you'll see that there's even more inside of this kit that you can take action on today. You'll get instant access to it and start implementing things like a step-by-step tutorial of how to use Lightroom and Photoshop to editing your videos and also things like our gear guide. So if you've not figured out what setup you want for YouTube, we've got that in there and so much more. Well, I wanna give you the comment of the day. We love when you rate and review this podcast over on Apple iTunes. You can leave a review and we will maybe read it here on the podcast. Today's comes from Seeker Bear and Seeker Bear says, valuable information, great guests, and entertainment one in all. Thank you for all the content on all platforms. You know, when we started the Think Marketing podcast, we didn't want to just bring it to you in an audio form. We know that some of you like to consume things on YouTube. And so we wanted to make this available for you on all platforms where you can consume this that works best for you. You consume it wherever you like to consume Content. So if you're out on a walk with your dog right now, if you're driving in traffic right now, I just wanna say thank you for being a part of our Think community. It is so important to us that you know that we are obsessed with your success. We want you to succeed on YouTube because we know that YouTube could be the vehicle for your financial freedom, for your time freedom, for your family freedom. And so we want to be here as educators, as mentors, as teachers to help you along the journey that we've gone on. I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode. And remember, if you got value out of this episode, we'd love for you to share it with a friend. You can share this podcast on social media or send it in a text message or an email to a friend who you know needs to get started on YouTube. Next episode, we're gonna be diving into pillar number three and I'm gonna be doing a conversation where Sean is asking me questions about running a YouTube channel with three kids, homeschooling, running ministry, all the things. We wanna break down how to make YouTube successful in only five hours a week. That's right, you can do YouTube in under five hours a week and how to stay consistent and take the difficulty of actually creating content out of the equation. All that and more is coming up in the next episode of the Think Marketing Podcast. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.